Hey everybody, it's Aaron Califato. So I'm gonna break format and bring you another guest on 7-Minute Stories, but before I do, really quick, I just wanna thank everyone who's been listening. Your listenership and sharing the podcast has helped us grow tremendously, especially in the last six months. It's been amazing. There's a couple of things you can do to help continue that growth. Uh, most of our audience listens on Apple Podcasts. So really quickly, if you don't and you listen through another app or through the website at 7minutestoriespod.com, thank you. But for those listening on Apple Podcasts, one, make sure you're subscribed. Uh, that goes a long way. And also, please tap a five-star review and then leave a one-sentence comment as well. That goes a long way to help people find the podcast and continue our growth. So thank you for those who are already doing that. And my thanks ahead of time for those who will go on to do that. Okay, so in this seven-minute segment, uh, it's a conversation that I had with a creative. He's an artist. He's a designer. He creates logos. He is really incredible. Uh, he's got a great first name, too, in real life. It's Aaron, like mine. But most people in the industry, in the creative industry, or who know his art, know him by his artist pseudonym or nickname, and it's OK Pants. So first, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to his website. It's okpants.com. That's literally the letter O, the letter K, P-A-N-T-S.com, okpants.com. And there you can find out the story behind the nickname. You can find out the work that he does. Uh, see examples, and also there's a list of clients that he works with as well. I'm going to name a few because it's pretty impressive. He's worked with American Greetings, Complex Magazine, the group Fallout Boy, Disney, Facebook, the comedian Patton Oswalt, Live Nation, The Rock Hall, The Smithsonian. Uh, the list goes on, so really impressive. And that's why I was excited to sit across from him and just talk shop as artists. And so this seven-minute segment starts with a question that I'm always curious about, which is why, why and what is it that compels artists to create in the medium that they do? We all know the benefit of art, whether it's a utility and you're working with an artist for uh, your job or a corporation needs some sort of artistic talent or needs someone to draw something or create music or whatever. We know the utility of that, but we also know the value of it by consuming art. It moves us, it engages us, it challenges us, it connects us, all those good things. But more so, why is it that artists feel compelled to create in the first place? And what are the little stories behind that? And where does that come from? That's the spark that starts this seven-minute segment. And uh, without further ado, I hope you enjoy. Here's OK Pants. Why draw? You mentioned that you did it all the time. Do you know why you do it? No. Do you think people are? <laughs> do you think people are born with it? Yes. So it's just a thing. It's a, it's almost a compulsion. I think it's the same thing. Like when you see kids, you know, when there's a kid that can run faster than anybody else, or there's a kid that can jump through the ceiling of the gym, or you know, he can he can just throw a, a a perfect right hook and knock somebody out without ever knowing about it. You have that thing. Now, certainly I've worked as hard as I can to, to develop my abilities, but yeah, I mean, it's looking back at it, you know, it's, it's not determined when you're six years old, what you're going to be for the rest of your life, but you certainly know who's got an inkling or an inclination towards that and who doesn't have any sort of thing at all. 
you know, in, in life, you know, and I'm not trying to like put myself on a pedestal. I'm very grateful that I just had that thing because it keep kept me from not getting beat up more in school and, and sort of bailed me out of a lot of things when I was like a kid, for sure. Well, I'm not trying to tell your narrative, but you have to love it to sharpen the skill. Am I correct or am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to paint it like because you had a habit, right? You had a habit as far as an artist. And is it something that you just had to do or after a while you're like, not only do I have to do this because I have the inclination, it's 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 implicit in me to do this. On top of that, you went further. I, I think it was like an entry point into doing everything I wanted to do. Like like art to me, like there just was times when even when I was younger, I would sit down and force myself to draw. And it just felt like, uh, you know. If you're an athlete, you just have to go to the gym regardless of whether or not you want to go there and work out if you want to be great. And I was never a competitive guy, but I just was like, I want to be the the best I can fucking be at it. And and what I also, also had a bigger sense of is I had these other interests I developed and I felt like if I just really stuck to this thing and really pushed it as far as I could, it would lead to other entry points into like comedy and acting and music. So, you know, while I definitely am kind of a tourist in all of those worlds, mm. it, it allowed me to partake in in expressing myself in those ways. So, so th- there's this, the intersectionality you're talking about between the different artistic sort of spaces, but why work so hard? Because I think about basketball. I don't know why this is, I don't know if it's Kwame Brown that comes to mind, but there's like, there's athletes that have this um, skill set that you're born with it. And then you get to a place where it's like, that takes you only so far because you can do it well. But like what separates, like you talked about being the best at what you do. Mm -hmm. Why does it matter for you to be the best at what you do? Well, that goes to just my mom and dad. You know, my dad for since he was you know 10 years old woke up at the crack of dawn and was cleaning you know the local bar for Mm. for money and stuff like he was raised he did not have a great growing up so he worked his ass off and so he he was he was a cop he since retired but he literally worked ever since i was alive 70 80 hours a week you know he was always at work so well, I knew that at a young age, no one was going, I was not going into the family business of police work. I kind of applied that work ethic to what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it's the perspective of, um, you know, can it's really not that big a deal to stay up three, four hours late at night working on a drawing or working on, you know, figuring out a new app. If, you know, it's there's just no excuse to not, work as hard as you can at something that was like the example that was set for me what's the uh what's the end goal for you or is there is there just sort of a developing process there is no end goal anymore because you mentioned the cliches (laughs) of hollywood do you believe in that do you like it obviously happens for it to be a cliche right i mean the happy ending when i speak about the happy ending i guess i speak in terms of like there's really nothing you can't do Mm. um as an artist my goal at this point in my career is to just keep getting better you know you plateau a lot as an artist and you can get stagnant if you're not really pushing to be better at things so my thing is there's no there's no finish line to this thing um am i ever going to you know be finance am i ever going to be wealthy off doing this probably not but you you know the the freedom of knowing you're never going to reach a point where you've quote unquote arrived 
keeps you just working and churning out stuff you know it's just keeping your head keeping my head in into whatever the project at hand i have is so you know i i just really like buy into a lot of the cliches and the people things that people roll their eyes at mm-hmm. the the quote-unquote not the american dream but you know the uh, just the 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 real life that that doesn't exist for people on a TV screen. I just I've always kind of just anchored myself to that for whatever reason. Hmm. I I think it was, I I think when I realized like Andy Warhol worshipped celebrity and he was fascinated by it, and I was like, well, this is one of the most celebrated artists of you know the twentieth century. Then it's really not that stupid. You know, it's like cutting out just. I have like a secondary voice in my mind that keeps would tell me shit stupid. Like you're like that that idea is dumb. Like you're, and I kind of just shut that off and just sort of allowed myself to flow in the direction of whatever my fascinations are and and whatever dumb dreams I'm having. Mm-hmm. And then what what is the feeling like? What's the reward for you to eventually embody the cliche? Is that even a thought? Like you said that sort of thing where the mantras if you work hard. You can get value. You can have a particular lifestyle. You can have fulfillment because of the effort and the. And well, there's like the there's the the immediate, like macro. There's the immediate of it, and there's the macro of it. So I think the immediate the reward is uh, is just the doing it. You know, it's very zen, but it's like the reward is, I get to wake up today whenever I want and work on this thing and immerse myself in mm-hmm. just the actual process of drawing or or, or designing or being an artist. And then there's the big picture where it's like, you know, I never thought I would do band shit and I would be singing in bands and stuff. And then one day, lo and behold, in my early 20s, I'm on stage and there's a fair amount of people throwing themselves over each other to sing along with me. So it's like, you know, that's like the bigger picture. So then it was like, I always in the back of my mind had this this inkling I wanted to try acting and I never, I was just too afraid to share that with anybody. And then one day last year I saw my, I was watching myself in a movie over mm. at the Capitol Theater. So Marvel Studios shit it ain't, but it's, you know, it's wild to think that I can actually do stuff like that. And then it's also just super empowering at the same time. It's like, okay, if you could do this thing, why can't you do that thing? And then it really it really forces the why not question into mind whenever you start to think these things. I hope you enjoyed the episode. A lot of people have been coming up to Aaron and I at parties, sending emails and calling to tell us how much they love the podcast and ask when the next episode's coming out. A great way to stay connected is to visit the website, 7 com. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, let more people know what you think about Aaron and his storytelling by rating and leaving a review. Lastly, the biggest compliment you can give us is to share your favorite episode with friends on social media. Thanks again for listening.